welcome everyone to Uncorked with Holly and Gina. We're excited you've joined us for a conversation to unleash your inner badassery and uncork your magic. This is the no bullshit, all truth, nothing but fun podcast. And don't worry, we've got you. You are our VIP. Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncork. This is Holly. And this is Gina. Oh, Gina. I know. Okay. We're so excited. I know. We literally talked last night at like 1130. Mm -hmm. And... In anticipation, stop talking about. Went to this her website. Today. Yep, yeah. It was We've great. been doing that for weeks now. We mm-hmm. were excited about it. Now, yep. Now, Gina, mm. here's the thing mm-hmm. about our cool guest, Daniela Hoffman. Okay. Mm-hmm. She spent only. Do you know a, this for a fact, or you just? Oh make it as yeah. A, oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Listen. We'll, 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 we'll fact check it shortly. Okay. You can fact check this, Gina, <laughs> and you know HR math. You I do. Can do the math. I, oh yes. I'm good at fact checking too. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, lies yeah. no lies here. No lies here. No I'm lies. I'm getting worried about that fact. <laughs> There's a no lie zone. Super true. Okay. So Daniela uh-huh. only spent ten years in finance. <laughs> Oh God! Before oh, she Daniela. left, oh. I spent thirty. Yeah, that's where you need to do the math. Mm. <laughs> and then I finally left. We are soul sisters, Daniela. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Daniela. Yeah. I know thirty yeah. years. Okay, so let me. Wow. So let me, she. What you're saying is she's a. She's a smarter, yeah. better version yeah. okay, all right. of anything I ever thought of. That's what I'm telling you. So I can't wait to hear from her today. Uh, okay. So she did spend her first decade as a finance professional. I know all about that, Daniela. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the corporate world, we know about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, former execs in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Feeling restless and increasingly unfulfilled. I understand that too. <laughs> she embarked on an entrepreneurial journey in 2017. I love that. I want to know what her sign is. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll ask you soon. Okay, so sure. yeah. Okay, so work I that you're giving her like little hints. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> so for Daniela, work has always been a form of creative expression. Now yeah. I think that's funny for an accountant, but some accountants are creative. Very. Yeah. With the potential to positively impact our communities and our society at large. I love that. So not long after leaving her employment, she started to notice how difficult it is to find time and space for work that really matters. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I'm starting to sweat, Daniela, uh-huh. because I left my corporate gig at the end of the year, and guess what? The days fly by. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, like, what did I do today? How did was I, how was did it I Ted work Lasso? 10 hours before. Yeah. <laughs> was it Ted Lasso or was it YouTube? What got me? I don't okay, know. Yeah. so I don't, I'm not sure. Okay, um, so uh, so she she noticed that. I noticed that, mm-hmm. and so she created something called the cabin. We're gonna dive into yeah. that. And I think there's a cabin club, and it's an online working sp- co-working space that combines mindfulness, Gina, with focused work. I love it. I do I love, love that. And it was born out of struggle. Most things are. <laughs> I'm hoping she can help me today. I mean, this is therapy 101. You need to go to the cabin. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. I'm running. Today, the work, uh, the cabin supports change makers. I don't know. Maybe I'm not a change maker yet, Gina. <laughs> to focus on doing work that matters and creating, I love this, a healthy, 
relationship to work. And yeah. this speaks really Huge. deeply to us. We talk about the corporate world and how do we make our work time a beautiful, you know, healthy, functional, life fulfilling, authentic. Yes, and I think Danielle has found the secret. Right. So welcome, Daniela Hoffman, to LOA Uncorked. Yay! Yay! Hi, Round of applause. Daniela, we're so excited uh, you're here today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is, well, what an intro. <laughs> and then you always think, oh my God, what did I actually write in this? <laughs> right, no, it's true. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, she, she, listen, she looks for any opportunity to be everyone's best friend and <laughs> this she, was easy she to uses find. that finance connection often <laughs> well, uh, yeah early and not often. as often as i should really yeah, most yeah. finance professionals just go okay <laughs> no i'm kidding we have to have somebody count the numbers yeah i like numbers <laughs> no i do yeah no too, very good at it and I think I, yeah that wasn't necessarily the problem i think exactly right. the setting the environment mm. For sure. Okay. We talk a lot about that. I'm um, excited for this conversation, mm, Gina. For sure. <laughs> timely. It's timely. So, mm. Daniela, typically we start our podcast um, and ask you to share a little bit beyond the, the information that Holly shared, a little bit about yourself, your journey, kind of where you're at today, what brought you there, kind of the highlights of Daniela. And then I think that's a good foundation for the rest of our conversation. Right. Okay. See, that's the point where I'm like, I think I should have prepared this. No, <laughs> no. So it's like, no, no um, there's no preparation right. needed. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> okay. I feel like, and this is so interesting. I'm going to start with the end or with I love right that. now. <laughs> I love and that. Because I really feel like I'm, I've, I'm, I'm in this deep process of becoming, like it's like a full circle. Um, and a full circle end and the end is starting now because so I I grew up in um, a tiny village in Germany in the middle of nowhere um, 150 people know everyone by name and all I wanted as a child growing up I mean you know it's, it's literally picture perfect it's beautiful but all I wanted growing up was to escape this um, I wanted to go to the big city and um, I just just wanted to escape the reality that I was in. But I also so desperately wanted to be someone else because the, the person that I was, I just didn't really like. Hmm. And so, like, I think I spent my teenage years, which I don't have much memory of, um, and, like, really just trying to picture the future, always live in the future, always like, okay, what am I going to do after school? And, and, and from there, I, so I, I went to England after I left school, um, and I never came back. <laughs> uh, so it's never, I've, well, I, I, I did come back to, to the village, but that's a little other story. Um, but I, yeah, I, I went to England, I went to uni there, I then moved to London, spent 11 years in London and lived that life that I always yeah. ever dreamt of. I joined uh, a finance um, graduate scheme, you know, it did like everything that society perceives as, you know, that's the thing you've got to do, you've got to strive, you've got to, and I had a lot of masculine energy in me. Um, 
and I was influenced in those years a lot by like people who are you know the Tim Ferrisses of this world who who are like the, having that and, and you know I love him and he introduced me to a lot of things in my life and I, I wouldn't um, knock him for that at all but it was very masculine and that's like that shaped those years those years of like corporate environment and but I noticed very quickly this voice inside of me that said this isn't it this isn't this you're not you don't belong here and you know, at the same time, we're still trying to find out who I am, or trying to find that person. So, um, a long story cut short, I tried many things within this finance profession. I worked for charity, that didn't seem to work because it's kind of the same things done, but in a charity setting. Right. I worked for a startup for many years, and really, to finally admit to myself, the only thing that might that makes sense is to leave leave it all behind and start something totally different. And so whilst everyone else was like saving for a mortgage, I was saving so I could escape. <laughs> and I did, like, <laughs> and I did, I did uh, escape in 2017 and, and entered this world of um, self-employment that I was so not prepared for. Um, mm. Spend all my savings like in less than a year Still living in London, still living quite an expensive, like, you know, kind of expensive rents and stuff like that. And I noticed this other yearning in me where it's like, I don't want to, like, it's, everything is so, um, like, everything is so fast living. I don't, I mean, everything, nothing has really substance, I felt for me. Um, I didn't feel rooted. And so, that like, that, that kind of, uh, was combined like me not really feeling like I'm I belong here and then I was trying to find my feet in this new world of work and so I tried many many different things I started two companies with a friend did lots of like little jobs even like bartended because I never bartended as a I was never I had a bartending job when I was a, a, a student but that was sort of the first time in my uh, early 30s. And, but because I was convinced, like, whatever it takes, I don't want to go back to my old life. I don't want to go back to the corporate world anymore. I want to have control over my time and what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, and, but I noticed in that time as well that and so many things that I was doing, like, I, I don't know how to build a structure. I don't know how to, what, what am I doing? Like, I, I started so many things, stopped so many things, and I spent a lot of time on social media. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think there was a point where I just said, and the pandemic had just started, like it, I actually left London, decided to leave, and wanted to travel, wanted to go to different European countries, um, but then COVID came along, and um, I ended up in my tiny little village, <laughs> in the middle oh, of nowhere, back with my parents. And that was an interesting, that was such an interesting experience because when do you ever have the opportunity again to spend exactly. so much time with your parents? And it was a real, obviously, big reckoning for me and, and connecting to my roots again and connecting to who I truly am and what I truly want in life. And I really realized that the big city, that was, that was me trying to be someone else. But what mm. I want is... I want to live in the middle of nowhere in a little cabin. <laughs> really. God, I um, 
And so, yeah, so that those two years were super important, super important for me. Um, I had the opportunity to spend lots of time with my grandmother, uh, which was very important. And um, yeah, I had the opportunity to work on, start to work on things that mattered to me. And the cabin was like that vehicle. Um, yeah, so, and that's kind of, yeah, kind of it. I, I met a, an awesome man in that time just before the pandemic and now we live in the French Alps and uh, yeah, wow. life is beautiful. <laughs> wow. I wow. love that. Okay, that story. story just makes me <laughs> smile because, mm-hmm. you know, as a young child, I I didn't, I kind of wanted to escape too. And you've said that twice. It was like, I wanted to escape the village mm-hmm. and then I wanted to escape my, mm-hmm. and so it sounds, life, yeah, yeah your corporate life. And so it sounds like you sort of found yourself then through these escapes. escapes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it, that, it was really interesting that the first Hard, which is, I think, my my UK and London life was very much about. I don't like who I am. Let me, let me adopt a persona that is uh, that fits with society, with other people. Um, I'm liked, and that's great. But then, really, the you know, when you grow up and start doing like this, this deep work on yourself, you realize well, what am I doing here? And it really forces you to um, look again and then escape that life that you've built that was kind of built on a lie. So when you say you didn't like yourself, like what, was it because you didn't feel relevant enough or exciting enough? Like what, what didn't you care about that you thought this escape to England and yeah. this different persona of yourself would solve Hmm. well you know I'm moving to a different like you know growing up I didn't always have the best relationship with my parents and it was almost like leaving that world behind I could start like no one knows me I could literally be someone else and I was as a completely Mm. different person Um, and I think that was probably yeah yeah the biggest thing I yeah I, I needed to escape my parents the kind of the yeah that, mm-hmm. I think that was probably the biggest yeah get that I think it's it's interesting mm-hmm. that you were able to because I wasn't able to do this mm-hmm. like you were able to still be in touch with how you feel so one of the things gina and i always talk about is like you talk about disconnecting your head from your body so you wouldn't know what's going on and i suppressed my Mm -hmm. my memory and my feelings so then i would have to ask gina well am i mad i have no idea like should i be mad you know like how do i feel gina you tell me which is messed up right you know and so i love that you were continually looking for who daniela is and and i'll tell you like because we ha- were different generations when i started in the finance world it's interesting you said how masculine, masculine it is yeah. because her and i are talking about 
like I grew up with all men. I was the mm-hmm. only woman in the room most of the time. And I would and I, I'm fine with men, but I was very alone. Mm-hmm. I'd go to these conferences and I'd be like, okay, I go to the bathroom and give myself a pep pep talk because it's a sea of mm-hmm. suits and men and mm-hmm. then you have me. And so who's the fraud? You know, there was always, and then you had to be masculine. So there was all of this going on. And then, of course, I had kids, and then I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These kids in a marriage, and then I'm stuck. And then, you know, time rolls, and you, you don't look at yeah. how you feel. So I love that you continue to say, ah, this doesn't work for me. You ended up in, in England in the big city, and then you said, okay, this corporation doesn't work for me. And then you tried nonprofit, and I laughed because I'm like, okay, well, that's just a mini corporation not making money. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. break even. All right. Yeah. So, 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 but same stuff. For an accountant, that would be hard to uh, take. Yeah, it's yeah. so the same stuff, you know, with less pay usually. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, because I looked at that world too, and, you know, um, so when you birthed the cabin, was that during the pandemic when you were at your, at, in the village at your parents' house? It was. I it love was. this. I love this. Yes. 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 Wow. Um, pretty much. <laughs> I love it. And so, so tell us about what the cabin is. And um, I mean, it's... Nina has talked about how wonderful it is. She's gone through it. Nina, our dream weaver. Oh, yeah. We love her. Mm-hmm. We love you, Nina. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's talked about how beautiful, what a beautiful experience it was. And so tell us what it is. And I know you've got something coming up in November, but I think you have a club. And so mm-hmm. tell us what that is all about. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think... Well, I was, you know, I was, it was kind of pre-pandemic still, um, or was it already, in those months, you know, yes. it's a blur. Listen, none <laughs> of us can remember what happened, <laughs> right? It, no, the last two years is like a three, almost three years now, like a little abyss of time. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but in that time, uh, it, and it, yeah, it was me like leaving, um, leaving England, and then I think stepped off, I think I saw the social network film but no mm-hmm. is it called social network mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yes yeah. the one about facebook no no not that one um <laughs> the, the, the anyway no, it's I gotta saw be a film around yeah. um i think the effects of social media oh um, oh okay that might be it that might be it okay yeah so that film and uh or a documentary and i was really like kind of looking or reflecting on my me and what what I what I do and how I spend my days and yeah. and what really on the impact it had on me and I think that was the first time where I said so I, I, I remember saying to my partner okay I'm going off anything social mm-hmm. no Instagram no Facebook I'm deleting everything and I did and then I lived with it for six months even longer like literally off everything and in that time I had all of a sudden a lot of time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just thought, oh, wow, um, you know, how could I now best use this time? And this idea of the cabinet already, or the idea of something of like focused work, um, the, the work of, of um, Carl, Carl Newport, like all of this was already brewing in me. And then I joined this, 
I joined a co-working session, an online co-working session, um, and it was an American company. And I, I just loved it. I fell in love with the concept of like people working in a room together, but they're all working on their own stuff. And you set an intention before, say what you're going to work on, and then you either do it or don't do it. But most people are just, most people just do it because you have your screen on what you're going to do. You're going to walk away from it. You, you probably won't. You sit down and do it. And I was just fascinated mm. in half an hour how much I got done. And I thought, that is brilliant. That's amazing. But again, I felt like it was run by a man. <laughs> I, I felt again like this is just, I don't want to make my work about getting shit done. That's not mm -hmm. what I want. I like, this is so reminded me so much of my old world. And so I thought, you know, I, I had already trained as a mindfulness teacher and um, I thought, why, why not bring this together? And, and so I did and I, thought about this idea for a very long time and, and then she finally shared it with an amazing business coach and she said, why don't you do it? You seem so lit up about it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and that was uh, a few months later and I, I yeah, I, uh, had this like strong element of there's always like a visualization, it's always centered around the cabin. Um, so you're almost like going to a place in your in your in your mind and your imagination and from that place you're doing the thing that in that moment really matters to you and i think it just changes how we look at work mm -hmm. because it no longer becomes a transact it's no longer a this transactional thing but it's like you've set an intention you've had like a you know you moved you had a meditation beforehand it almost it matters it it mattered just not not just the work matters but like the this time matters right. and yeah it's like it was this tiny idea and I shared it with a few people and they really enjoyed it and I thought okay let let me let me keep this going and I have done this now for a year and a half almost oh I love that. Well, you know, we, you know, Holly and I worked together for 18 years in cor corporate and, mm -hmm. um, you know, it really does make a difference to work with people who, from a f life philosophy and way of being in the world are similar. And so, mm -hmm. so what you've created is a community where... Mm -hmm. Um, there's a prioritization of the whole self and mindfulness and the way you're the way you're doing what you do in the world uh, that no doubt makes I, I know what it meant for me having Holly as a, a refuge in a in an, an organization that generally speaking is not wired like that mm -hmm. at all and I feel like that brought out my best work to mm -hmm. be with and around someone who would encourage, you know, that mindfulness would encourage the whole self, would encourage me to be me and to not adjust who I am to fit a corporate model that mm. absolutely is more masculine for sure. Mm. So I, I love it. I love that you've created, saw a need to create a platform for people to do that because they're, they're going to do their best work when they're showing up authentically and whole and surrounded by people and supported by people that are mm. similar and do their mm. work similar. 
I love that. I totally agree, Gina. And I think what Daniela has brilliantly done is married the masculine, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is the action of doing the work, with the feminine, which is the nurturing um, and uh, that goes along during the day of work. And so it's really an integration. You, you shouldn't have one without the other. And if you can balance it, that's when the magic happens. I think that's where your magic is happening. Mm. This is so beautifully said. So beautifully said. It. Like, I think I've never really put the two together in that way, but it's so very true. Yeah, because I want to go back to what you said, and this is why I know that when you said it's not about getting shit done, or I don't know how Mm -hmm. you put that, Mm -hmm. but I I know that everybody gets shit done. Okay, well, they're in the cabin. Okay, because Nina told me. They get more shit done. They get more shit done because the magic happened with the balance of the masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. So everything is taken into account. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to your point, Gina, that you have that supportive environment yeah. that's beautiful. Most times we weren't working on projects together most days. Sometimes right. we did, but yeah. um, we were still that support system. But mm-hmm. we didn't have this curated, beautiful space that... Daniela, you hold for people and guide people through in an integrated fashion. That's Mm -hmm. what I see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So when you were in England, because I want to stay on the masculine feminine for a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a big theme of my life, so yeah. Yeah, no. (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) See, we're soul sisters, Gina. I'm just finding more stuff. Pretty soon I'm going to run over to the French Alps and hang out and have some tea. I'll start the... the, the paperwork for the uh, stalking. I, the takes, stalking. It would take yeah. me a little while longer to get over yeah. there. But, <laughs> but you're going to climb every mountain to get to her. Just like, I, I can't. Just like Santa Music, I, your favorite movie. I hate that movie, <laughs> that musical. I think it wasn't the French Alps, but you know, yeah, it just kind of, you know, whatever. I think of mountains. Okay, Gina, move on. So the, uh, the, the mask, the, the t- when you were in England, were you aware how masculine of a life and a system you were a part of? Probably not. No, I, right. I do not think I had that awareness. I really didn't. When, when did that come was... to you? When you stepped out? Was it like clearer to you? I'm curious because mm. that level of awareness, I I don't think I ever thought of it like that. Me I mean, either. That's why I'd like to like, if there's something we can impart our audience, mm-hmm. the level of awareness. We always say, I always start the day, well, I'm trying to now saying, you know, universe, God, whoever, um, Show me the truth. Don't hide it from me, even if it's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I lived most of my life without that awareness that you're talking about, Danielle. And so if other than my mantra, is there any other um, (laughs) things that you do to keep yourself honest with yourself? I mean, because somebody else's path, they may be fine with being in finance and being in corporate and that's good yeah. okay and maybe it's just an adjustment but how how do we feel um how do we feel into um our awareness of what really is going on right and i think you've done a masterful job yeah. of that yeah yeah mm, thank you <laughs> um this is such a good question <clears throat> 
I think, you know, I, and I, I guess everyone's so totally different, you know, on, on their mm-hmm. on their journeys. But I think I always had I always had something, I felt something in my body that it's not right what I'm doing. Like it mm-hmm. it's not it it's it's for now, I'm doing it for now, I'm doing it to survive, I'm doing it to fit in. But it's not me. And and I, I, I'm sure you've had this before when you're in a situation and you just realize, God, what am I doing here? This isn't right. And I had this often, very, very often. And sometimes I, I and I also did not know how to escape, I think, or, or how to, what do I do with this information? <laughs> and um, how do I change it? You know, I was so focused on being uh, a good girl and being a people pleaser and being liked by others in this newfound um, persona that I've created. I think <laughs> for me, the first, it was always pain, really. Pain that then drove me to look deeper and to see the things that hmm. needed to be looked at. And I think maybe my first therapy experience, that was in 2013, was maybe that first point, but it was very, very much sit in a chair and talk, you know, that that which does not work for me these days, but it was kind of the gateway into it. And then for me always, it's like reading and like reading something and, and thinking like, yeah, that could work. Like, you know, I was mentioning Tim Ferriss before and that worked a lot, but I hadn't looked under what's driving that need for being better, being more. And, and so it was like, okay, yeah, that feels right. That feels better. But there's there's something still missing, and in that time, at that time, I came for, had the first sort of interactions with meditation, and that introduced me to a whole different world. And it, and then I just had different, I think, experiences like that, that immersions, retreats, and I just felt okay. I'm getting closer to it. I'm getting closer to it, and mm. I, I think it was just. I mean, this is it. It's a journey. It's not one. You know, you do one thing and it changes everything. For me, it it wasn't that. It was like mm-hmm. the little things, and oh, and now I see, I see more, and I am aware of more. Yeah. But I, I mean, wasn't that person, or I was seeing half of that a decade ago, or even less. And maybe in another decade, I see even more. Mm. Yeah, it's. I, I think with the feminine again to come back to that. It, the first when I left the corporate world. In those part, in those months after, I really had like, oh my god, I'm just surrounded by men, and I miss women, and not not just even the feminine, but I miss women. I don't have any women <coughs> in my in my life, mm-hmm. and I that was when I went on the, uh, a retreat with just women, and and I'm like, wow, and that really opened the door to to so much, um, mm-hmm. and since then I've just been doing lots of work with women and. Um, looking at these different energies and these different, um, yeah, these different aspects of me. Yeah. And yes, I'm, I'm, I was very driven. And I guess to many extents I am still driven by this masculine doing, but the feminine wants to come through so, so much. Oh. And, yeah. I love that. So, I mean, I feel like the invitation for the audience is to know you're on a journey and to 
sit with the pain because you said pain was usually your inspiration mm. so mm. instead of watching i mean there's yeah. only two seasons of ted lasso i don't know i know okay but the third's coming but how i met your mother has a bunch of them okay so <laughs> that you could just do it on repeat over and over again no or you know too many bubbles whatever mm-hmm. okay like whatever the addiction is so you know mm-hmm. to to not check out i guess mm-hmm. with the social media i mean all the things that you were talking about yeah. um and check in with yourself yeah i was actually just as you were talking and i hadn't really thought about it like this before but i think for myself this resonates um i i think of masculine energy being a correlation with the grind of churn of stuff to do the to-do list the the things be mo- busy moving productive contribute to society do do, do do you know do 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 and then i'm wondering if you found a correlation with finding your feminine in more quiet time it, is it a is it a correlation of busyness and availability of time that really brings out a more masculine, you know, when you're busy, more feminine when you're quiet. Did you see a correlation with the, with time and busyness at all? <laughs> well, it's it's quite it's that's such an that's so inter- such an interesting question. Um, because I think for me I realized as well in this in those last sort of year and a half that actually, like, as I said before, work is, it's always been, has been an important part of my life and I want to contribute to society and I want to do meaningful stuff, but in many ways, work has covered up a lot of things for me. Like, work has become my, has, yes. has was my addiction. And when, once, once I realized that, mm-hmm. that there is potentially an unhealthy behavior there, of just doing too much, of just doing things for the sake of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, that once you stop that, like what else is that? Like you've got to. You, it allows the, something to. It allows something in that wasn't there before yeah. because you we were so busy doing something, you, and now you all, all of a sudden have that time, and you invite in different things that are always there, they're always present. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you ask friends of mine, they probably always say I'm a very kind and nurturing person, but that is so covered up by my, my need for doing. Um, mm-hmm. Without doing, I get validation and all the good things. And But I, yeah, that was also an important point in the, this last year and a half of just looking at what actually, what is what, what is work for me and how am I using it or abusing it mm. and what is it what doing it doing what does it stop me from experiencing mm-hmm. and that that's was not a mic easy. Track. Yeah. It's not yeah. easy <laughs> that's a mic drop moment yeah so I really agree. work is was my addiction mm-hmm. I mean I think so many people myself included can understand that Mm -hmm. so in the cabin you have created a healthy relationship to work and 
um, what does that look like? So we probably already talked a little bit about that, yeah. but in your mind, like what, what would I, expect? what are the principles of healthy yes, work? Like I'm, what's I'm, that structure? I'm look going like? to the cabin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to get healthy with my work. I'm still getting shit done. Cause Nina says she got stuff done. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so what, what is that healthy yeah. relationship? It's, it's my, my definition of healthy relationship, you know, and again, um, this is, and in the, the Karen Media is a space to invite people to look for their, what is their version of healthy or uh, sustainable, really. Um, and for me, that's, it that's is that. That's a great word, thing. actually. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, it's that. It's, it, it's that. It's not just the masculine drive, but it's also that feminine energy of creativity, mm -hmm. of dropping deeper, setting an intention for what you're um, about to do. Even if it's just sitting with an idea um, without like having to do, do, do um, and tick that thing off the list. Um, it's a realization. I think that two things are coming to me right now. It's a realization that we can't work for eight hours a day. I mean, I don't know. If, um, I know where that came from, but we aren't, put, like most of us, or many of us these days, are not working in a factory, having like a shift of eight hours mm -hmm. with some breaks in between. We are, m many are knowledge workers, and, and you can't, this is just impossible for your brain to be productive for eight hours. Like mm -hmm. it's, so doing deep work, really like deep stuff, sitting with something with no distractions, with, um, just trying to get into flow with the task at hand, not switching a thousand times, not looking at your emails or text messages. And doing that for three to four hours a day, that's enough. And actually, you can't do more than that. And I think we are all try always trying to, you know, you hear from people, and I, I know myself, I used to work like 10, 12 hour days. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, like it's not, it's not sustainable. It's super unhealthy. Um, and so it's that. And I think the other big realization that's been that's coming to me more and more is to like realize that we are finite beings in this sea of endless possibilities and tasks to do. So we've got to prioritize and focus on the stuff that matters. And we just knowing that we'll never get it all done. Like I think this is like you just won't get it all done. <laughs> just stop trying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And focus on the thing, like find out for yourself what is it that makes me happy, fulfilled, like what is that? And don't sweat the small stuff, like mm. it's, it's, not, it's not worth it. <laughs> right. Yeah, find out what really matters and work on that. Because I'll bet in the three to four hours of work that you actually probably get more done because it's focused and intentional and you've gotten your body involved in it mm -hmm. and your mind your brain is, and your yeah. spirit. Yeah. And so you're going to be probably, if you had to measure production or measure creativity, you're probably leaps and bounds mm -hmm. beyond. Yeah, I think the sustainability is, I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a perfect word because I do think, you know, we will all grind when we have to for a period, but there's, there is a cost to it and there is uh, an end that 
is usually met where you just can't do it anymore, whether physically you can't do it, mentally you can't do it. Um, the love, you, I, I certainly resonated when you said there, I didn't like who I was um, in, in that corporate environment. Very much resonate. And so that, that will eventually, you know, if you're grinding in a culture that you just don't like yourself in, it doesn't, it doesn't feel authentic or resonate. It, it's not, it's not going to last. It will not last. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious. Um, and Holly, I know you, you could probably speak about this too, but I'm curious um, if you could share with our listeners a bit about that transition from the corporate environment, that grind, um, masculine way of living and working to mm. your savings and walking out and taking that that break what were the big learning lessons about that shift for yourself mm. uh, how hard so was it <laughs> I guess it's the question <laughs> I, I, okay yeah, I, th- I think I'd love to talk about how hard was it, but and also something like that, but some some beautiful things that came with hindsight. Um, mm-hmm. So how hard was it? In the end, not so hard, um, because I had already, you know, I had this. It's like okay, this was ha- it's happening. I had already set up a company with my friends, so that was helping. We were already like. You know, is it called moonlighting? Where you just uh, yeah, yeah, you were excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had something else that was passionate about. Okay, exactly. And we were working at the same company at the time, and he had already left. So I'm like, okay. So it was. So that was super helpful. Sounds familiar. I yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had um, I had coaching at the time, so that helped me with my confidence. So that was you know that was the next step. And then it was the saving, saving money. And I really just, I remember I waited for, <laughs> I waited for the bonus, the annual bonus to be paid and be in my account. <laughs> and literally the next day, we were, we just had gone to a, a company trip to Copenhagen and we got back and literally that day I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is it, fine. Like I can't, I, I, I need to go. Um, so it was, a, it, it, it took a, a while to set it all up but I think in the end once I made the decision came like almost that's the day when I get the money in the account I'm leaving mm-hmm. it was easy yeah so the easy the living the, the leaving was easy but what followed was actually quite difficult because I hadn't prepared for this life <laughs> um, yeah as, as I said I, I'd, I saved some money but I, I never had and that's the hindsight bit um, that I only years later in coaching found kind of appreciated was I never had the decompression period and never had this like I'm this is this is my that was my life never grieved the part of mm-hmm. me that was right. dying um and I went straight into a new life with wow. no structure with no, with 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 no real income because we were just literally spending money on the company but we were not making anything and I was did you know I did not have a minute mm. I think I had a week to myself and I went straight into this new life so that decompression period came three years later (laughs) three and a half years later Um, and uh, yeah so and was that hard? Uh, yes 
Yeah. Yes, because I was, and, I, and that, that was at the time when I thought about the cabin, because I really thought, well, what did I do in the last three years? Yeah, um, right. Yeah. And how, and they were important, these years were important, and they were a, a, a period of trial and error, and it was obviously me also leaving, leaving and totally a, a life behind, not just work that I had left in 17, but in 19 I then left the, the life I'd built. Um, and then uh, came this period of real like, what am I doing? What am I doing with yeah. my life? What am I doing with my work? Where do I want to go? And the cabin for me has been really, it's been like it's, it's, and this was what I mean with creative expression. It's like, it's, I've birthed something into this world that first and foremost helped me. Yeah. Like, it's amazing That's that it helps other people awesome. too, but it's really just been my own therapy. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. it's, it's funny because like one of the questions I fear the most, like if you're on an airplane or something, oh, what do you do what for do you a do? living? And I'm like, because so much of your identity and mm-hmm. I never felt like my identity was. You never my, told anybody what you did. I never told anybody what I did. Like mm-hmm. my kids went through school and they were like, I don't know, they were in their teens. They were like, I still don't know what you do. And I said, you're so <laughs> fortunate. I give advice for good money and you get it for free. So just be <laughs> fortunate. Like, you know, I'm, I t- turned the, the dials on them. But now it's like, okay, don't ask me because I don't know. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, can I say I'm a podcaster? Do I say I'm a CEO of our company? Co-CEO? You know, I I don't know. You you get wrapped up in that identity. And, um, and then it's, and that's the first, I always, I never liked the fact that that would be the first thing that people ask. It's true. And, you know, meeting new people, obviously when you have children, every class you have with your children, you meet the parent, meet the parents. Okay. And, and that's the first thing when they would ask, I would avoid it like the plague. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what I did mm-hmm. for years and years and years. In fact, mm-hmm. it was a big mystery, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I was, you know, the CFO and right. EVP. And so it's easy not to answer the question when you feel like you are <laughs> in a position that people would be excited about or, or would think is important and right. powerful in that masculine structure right. yeah but then exactly. when you don't have that then it makes it difficult to yeah i was like okay don't question. ask me interesting and mm-hmm. and i would laugh at i mean i i'm comfortable with saying i don't know i don't you know yeah. i'd make something up okay yeah. but yeah. <laughs> so don't That's, ask me that people is interesting on an airplane yeah. i'm not gonna tell you <laughs> it's just part of it it's part of the you know corporate america and that that masculine structure is part of our overall life structure it, it's it's embedded in yeah. so much of the way the world is structured so it, that makes sense actually so who can come to the cabin yes do i have about- to have work because obviously yeah. i have no idea how do we get a room at the cabin <laughs> yeah yeah a virtual room exactly. exactly yeah so tell us uh, like tell our listeners like who comes you know and Who's welcome to come? How do how do we come show yeah. up, yeah. and what do we expect to get at yes. the end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good good questions. Um, so who can come? Um, it's really just people like you and me. It's uh, anyone who's I guess 
lacking some structure in their day, like they're they you know they're not being told by their employer what to do, but they're this is mainly people running their own businesses, freelancers, creatives, um, and then I think I think you have to have an appreciation to enjoy it, to enjoy the full experience. I think you have to have an appreciation of um, what it. Um, I'll say you have to have an open mind. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you need to be like, uh, a, you know, you need to practice meditation for one or two hours a day, but yeah, you have to have an open mind for, for this world. Mm. Um, and then it's now across different time zones. Like I've had a lot of people come from the US. Actually now I also have someone from Perth in Australia come along. So that's oh, really cool. wonderful to really that's like, good. and that's, that's the beauty of an online space where you can have so many people from different places in the world and um, yeah you come along with a piece of work that you might be procrastinating on but especially on a Monday I mean I mostly use the sessions to organize my week and to really but to, to look at my week for to say okay what are the things I really want to do but what are also the times when I need space for myself and rather than jumping into the week and just going with the first thing that comes at me, but really intentionally saying, okay, how do I want my week to be? How do I want to feel? What are the most important things for me? Um, yeah, we, people use it for, um, a lot of people use the artist's way, so they, they use yeah. it for writing, um, yeah. and lots of, um, so as I said, yeah, lots of self-employed people who are writing their content. It's a wonderful place to, to write content because the meditation really helps to tap into this mm. the a creative space and um, yeah so that's that's happening and it's 52 minutes it's, I know it's a bit of an odd number but we are um, once we've moved a little bit um, had the visualization meditation set some intentions we then have a 52 minute working session where everyone leaves their screens on and we work alongside each other Love that. And then after we go and reflect in, on our session in, in a little breakout room, so you also get an opportunity to meet the other people that you're working with. Um, it's, it's a bit of a new addition. We used to just share in the space, but sometimes it's like some people are more comfortable with this than others, and so you don't really, everyone doesn't get the chance to, to speak, and so the breakout rooms seem to work um, really well. And, yeah, people love them. I and that's that. that, that's it really and and what you can get from it it's really it's just I think when you first try it never done anything like this before you just be amazed how much you can do in an hour or 52 minutes 52 minutes mm. I love that's that. That's the magic. Well, and I think that, you know, in so many ways, you know, there are many, many, many more people today, obviously, working remotely than. So even if you're in a corporate structure and you're yeah. seeking oh, yeah. a little bit more balance in the way you work and you don't get it through the corporate environment. This would be the way to this, do it. You could absolutely mm. integrate this yeah. into the way you're working. I love Love that. Can I come yeah. every day? Do you host these every day? <laughs> Obviously, uh, well, we've got you today, so no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the well, evening for you. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But, so the intention is, I mean, the the cabin club, for example, is something super new. It's actually only like I've launched it yesterday. Only. Oh. Uh, love it. <laughs> but it's only starting in November, um, and the intention behind it is that 
I can create, again, a sustainable system where I bring on other um, hosts and facilitators um, who can then offer it across different time zones. Um, so it's like, for me, for the, the American time zones, it just doesn't work so well. I can only mm -hmm. offer like early morning sessions, early-ish morning sessions. But would it, wouldn't it be nice to have something at like my midnight, which mm -hmm. is like sort of your late afternoon? Um, and, you know, and this is really the, the cabin club is that I'm offering it up to, like it has three sessions to start with in the week, but I really want to work with other facilitators. And what I mean by sustainable as well is like not just sustainable work, but I want to have, you know, I, I want to pay people. And, yeah. Um, yeah. and it's especially when you start out, it's, it's wonderful to be able to just, again, just come in facilitate something like this get your own work done i think that's yeah. crucial because i'm always doing my work as well um and 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 yeah facilitate that i mean it, this is again this is the big vision for it um mm. that maybe in the year two years time i'll have we're running every single day a few sessions a day that would be wonderful um but for now it's just me <laughs> running three sessions that. a week um it's so three yeah. sessions I love that. Never say just me. It's exciting. No, it's, it's you. So good. It's so good. But the good. time zone thing is a real thing, people. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Now so, we learn this th because of the podcast. We did because we're not morning girls, no. and, and we have a lot of people international, a lot of international guests, and I, so we're always having to get up. And I always have said, like, <laughs> you get me before eleven a.m. I apologize. We try it to just do doesn't. Flow. We try to do your morning and our like midnight. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've done that before for sure. Yeah, yes. like, oh, we're so much better at we're night. We're so much better at night. So, but at the yeah. cabin, we'd be good. Of course, we'd be great at the of, cabin. Course, of course. Well, I love this. This is yeah, beautiful, I and I can absolutely see this expanding through all time zones with your facilitating partners that you would um, be able to selectively employ. So, yeah, I mean, and Holly and I have talked so much about, and I, I feel like we did when we worked together. I, try and try and adapt and change the way corporate works yeah uh, it's hard it's a hard machine to shift um, but I think incrementally finding ways to really highlight and and because I think corporate America is not getting what they should be getting because of the way they're approaching the work and mm -hmm. the the people are not machines so mm -hmm. treat them as humans and I think mm -hmm. You'll be more profitable yeah, and absolutely. You know, more productive. That's what I say. 100%. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I love this. And I think um, by by introducing the cabin and finding other ways, that, other platforms that do that, I think it will really enlighten workers. And I think workers can start to say, we don't want to do it like this anymore. And we want to do it like that. And that is going to get a better you're going to yield a better product from me. Um, and so anyway, I just, I absolutely love, love, love the concept. And I'm so excited you, you birthed that from all of your, your own personal learning um, and brought it for others. So I, it's fantastic. Love it. Well, Daniela, <laughs> we love that you're in the world. Mm. 
We love what you're doing. Thank you. We are so thankful for your generosity to be here today. And, you know, I see us, you know, corralling ourselves and doing it when we try to launch our 100%. book. 100%. 100%. We would totally... Wow. We would be good we at We call that. it a pamphlet because books mm-hmm. sound scary. Yeah. <laughs> Take the fear out. Yeah. Fear is yeah. just not good. It should be a little pamphlet. Yeah. A little and flatter. I don't think there's any fear at the cabin. No. And well, I never really thought of us as cabin been, people, but, you know, I am there, now. There might, oh. be, there might be some fear. You know, there might be. Is, could be. Could be one of the distractions. I think we often look at distractions just externally, like the phone, whatever. But I think the internal distractions is, mm. is a real thing. And but rather than again pushing it away, we, we always address it. If someone you know feels fear arising, which is so normal when you do something that's difficult, or you know something you've never done before, mm-hmm. just be with it. And again, the cabin offers space for that. I love that. That's that mindfulness, wonderful stuff coming out. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. And yeah, it's a perfect place to write a book in. It is. Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we will link everything. Um, your Well, tell us where your website is, but we'll have that all in the show notes for people. Yes, and I'll find, I'm going to, because I, I think I know exactly, it was a documentary on the social network. I'm going to find that and link it because I think it's really important for people to watch. Yeah. Makes us all yeah, no, think about the time we're spending. I mean, I mean, the time is like the, the commodity. It's the most important commodity. And so making sure we're spending our time on the right things. Yeah. yeah. No, please do. I think it is. It's an eye-opener for sure. Yeah. We'll make it the homework assignment. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, it was a real pleasure. Thank you, Daniela. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation. And please visit us at our website, www.loauncork.com. See you soon.